Hey, this is Tim McCarthy of 2010 Minutes, and you're listening to my weekly mixtape with Brian Colburn. Hey, Brian, pop that tape in. Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me for tonight's collaboration is someone I connected with way back around the time that Playlist Wars was starting up, and we're finally, finally getting a chance to collaborate on an episode, which I'm extremely stoked about. I'd like to welcome to the show Tim McCarthy, host of 20 Tim Minutes. Tim, thank you so much for joining me tonight, man. Yeah, I'm so excited. You know how pumped I am. And thank you, Brian, for having me on. I've been dying to come on, but I wasn't going to ask. I just was waiting for the call-up. I was like a minor league baseball player just waiting for the call-up. Oh, dude, I should have said from day one, you had a call-up anytime you want, man. <laughs> so glad to have you on. I'm excited about this. You and I have been going back and forth with our various podcasts, helping each other out when we can. And there's something about yep. indie podcasts. It's a community and you don't realize it, but you become friends with these other podcasters because you're all sharing in these same goals to kind of work hard and do your shows and put all the time and effort in. And we try to help each other where we can. So I, I'm, I'm very glad that to have you on tonight to do a little music discussion with you. Yeah, man, definitely pumped about it. And it is good to have a little bit of a community within our podcasting game. I always thought that it was going to be like a cutthroat, but everyone always supports each other in the indie podcast. For the most part, everyone supports each other. Yeah, for the most part. And look, we've got a New York-Boston <laughs> rivalry going here, and we're sitting yep. here collaborating tonight, so this could be interesting. But I want to start this episode by asking you the same question I ask everybody else, and that is, Tim, what does the word mixtape mean to you? Oh, man, mixtape. It brings it back. It brings it back for a while. Like I'm 37. So I was making mixtapes early on uh, when I was a kid. I used to love music. And um, there was this song. I think it's, is it R.E.M. when it's like, oh, where, oh, where can my baby be? What song is that? Oh, that was Pearl Jam's Last Kiss cover. Yes, it was Pearl Jam. And that song wasn't released out to the public. You had to only listen to it on the radio. So I remember recording that song and I was like, I was so pumped to get it like perfectly. But yeah, mixtape is just like, it was the shuffle before the shuffle and it was perfect. And then it came over to CDs and I feel like every girl would have like a mixtape and they would have like, it would be drawn so perfectly of what each like track would be. And like every CD had Matchbox 20 on it for some reason. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Every, no, exactly. every girl's yeah. mixtape had Matchbox 20. <laughs> but yeah, man, it just, it's just like a throwback. And with your podcast, it, it it's bringing it back. It's like, I feel like I have a ghetto blaster with me right now, like ready to pop something in and get this thing going. But yeah, mixtapes were a big part of my life growing up and I love music and I, I would always make some tapes and CDs. Well, tonight we're going to use that approach to making a playlist because you have to acknowledge the modernization of what has happened in music. So I'm not oblivious to it, but there was an approach you took to making a mixtape back in the day that I'm trying to apply to playlist curation. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And tonight we're curating a mixtape of pump up and workout songs. We're talking high energy, maximum overdrive, double live gonzo, intensity in 10 cities, live at Budokan levels of adrenaline. I hope some people got that reference. For me, <laughs> this is keeping the list to three main genres, metal, punk, 
and hip-hop, as my workout mix has been crafted since as long as I started crafting mixes to work out to, going back to when I was in high school. So, Tim, what were you looking for in the songs that you brought to the table this evening? The songs I was looking for were songs that just give you the goosebumps and that songs that you can, like, run through a brick wall through. Those are the type of songs I was looking for. Like ones that like in my podcast, I always ask what people personal theme songs would be. And like you come out and like, I, like I'll be on the treadmill walking and I feel like I'm walking to an arena sometimes. And it's like those songs that you like pat your chest to, or like you just give that extra flex. Like it's those types of songs I was going for. All right, let's get down to business. Tonight, as I mentioned earlier, Tim and I will be curating a pump-up workout mixtape, and we're going to use the old cassette deck approach, meaning our mixtape will be broken up into two sides, side A and side B. Tim, as my special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give that mixtape a proverbial flip and we'll map out side B only this time I kick things off with Tim choosing second. Our overall goal for this episode is to craft the best pump up workout mixtape possible through only 20 songs. Did someone say 20? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the Pump Up Workout Mix page at myweeklymixtape.com and give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. Finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. Now, before we press the record button on this mixtape, some of the fellow mixtapers chimed in with songs they feel would best kick the night off with. So I want to share those now. So, Tim, you and I have some food for thought as we dive into this. Yep. Patreon mixtaper Cactus P chimed in with a few. Volbeat's Dead But Rising, Van Halen's Pound Cake, Pop Evil's Let the Chaos Reign, Prodigy's Diesel Power, and Texas Hippie Coalition's No Shame. And Patreon mixtaper Too Vague Podcast chimed in with Get Your Fight On from The Prodigy. So two Patreon mixtapers and two votes for Prodigy. Check. I like that. Yeah, right? They're going hard here. (laughs) Elsewhere on social media, mixtapers who follow me at My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok chimed in with some as well. Michael Turner chimed in with Slipknot's Duality. Jason Whistle from the It's Not That Bad cast, as well as the new music show There Can Only Be One, chimed in with We As Humans Strike Back. Rob Jones said Pantera's Mouth for War is a statement of intent, that's for certain. Bobby from the F and Cultured podcast chimed in with Slipknot's Sick. Kuya Ozzy chimed in with Metallica's Fuel. Hutchie chimed in with Hate Breeds as Die Hard As They Come for a weight workout and Dragon Force's Three Hammers for a cardio workout. For the record, I love the distinction between the two. Yep, yep. Coley Green chimed in with Rage Against the Machine's first album, as well as Dead Boy's Sonic Reducer. David Owens chimed in with the Ramones' Blitzkrieg Bop. Jen Cohen chimed in with Anything by Disturbed, but added that Cher has a great beat for running, which prompted another mixtaper to suggest that Disturbed should cover a share song, which I'm actually all years for that one. I don't know about you, man. Yeah, I'm always down for those certain covers from like different genres. I always think they, they sometimes they hit. 
If disturbed, I don't know. I could picture a heavy. Do you believe in life after <laughs> like I, I, I can't do a dreamy. Yeah, I'm feeling that. I don't know. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, and finally, Tim, you had some chime-ins on your channel, and while I don't know who wrote in with these, we had Lil Uzi Vert's I Wanna Rock, Under Oats, Who Will Guard the Guardians, and Disturbs the Game. So now, right there alone, we've got a pretty large batch of songs to consider. Yep. So, Tim, I'm going to officially press the record button on this mixtape. What song are you kicking off the night with as we lean into Side A? Man, this was so tough to think of like the first song to kick this off and i had so many different ideas that i definitely want to say at the end of this just in just in case that you have them but when i think of like an intro it, ha it has to build up a little bit you, you can't just crank it right away and i want i want to like people to get into this album this mixtape that we're doing so when you think of like a badass song like you think of the baddest man on the planet and you think mike tyson and mike tyson came out to this song and it's not, it doesn't even have a title. It's just intro. It's the DMX intro from uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. It's like, doom, 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 doom. That's going to be the first song on this mixtape, the intro to that, that album. Ooh, that's an interesting way to go because I could go in any direction with that. Yes, yes, because it's one of those ones that builds up and you just like the hair stands up on your arms. And like when you watch that Mike Tyson intro, when he comes out, you're like, he's not losing this fight. Like that song alone is just like the best. And I think that's good because it, it kind of eases people into it. And then we can start, we can start rocking and rolling right after that. All right. Well then let's do that. Cause I know what I'm going to follow that up with because the first note of my song that I'm going to pick to follow that up is just boom. And then, you know, it's about to go off as the song builds. I'm going back to 1994's Ill Communication, and we are going to turn this thing up to 11 with the Beastie Boys sabotage. Kicking this thing off, we are breaking through the brick wall early in this mix tonight. This song, if I'm driving in my car and this song comes on, 
you bet your ass I'm likely going to get a speeding ticket because my foot goes down on the pedal. This song psychs me up. It psyched me up for football games in high school and in college. It psychs me up for running, for working out. It psychs me up just to get out of bed in the morning. If I'm feeling like, man, I don't have it. I don't have it this morning. As soon as you start hearing that, you don't need caffeine anymore. You got the Beastie Boys. So Beastie Boys, Sabotage. That is a great pick, my friend. They go, that's like, it's what the Beastie Boys are like my top three favorite artists of all time. And I I had a Beastie Boys song on my list. So you already took that away from me. And I I like that you took it away from me because I I knew you were going to come correct. What did you have? I was going to have looking down the barrel of a gun. All right. That's another great one, though. I love it. I love it. Yep. Fantastic. I love that. All right. So now I'm passing the baton back to you. What are you going to follow that up with? Okay. I was going to go with, with, I had an order that I was going with, but obviously I have to go off you. And I feel like 1996, it's the Beastie Boys are like, they would probably go on tour with this band. And this is another one where it, it just comes up with the drum. And you got Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade. I'm telling you, man, like you go back to back on those songs, you're going to keep on plowing through. I absolutely love it. I obviously had Rage Against the Machine on my list. I had Freedom from the first album because at the end, that's a great one. When it's just building up and you're running, and then all of a sudden he just starts yelling Freedom at the top of his lungs. It's just, you feel it yep. in, in the center of your chest and it's just blood curdling screams. And then the band starts picking up the pace. Like it, it's on when you're hearing that and it just get I'm psyched up just talking about it. And the song ain't even playing yep. right now. Yeah. I was thinking about killing in the name of too, as well. Ooh, you can't go wrong with rage against the machine. No, they, you knew they were making it. Oh, absolutely. The first time I heard that album back in 1992, I knew I was listening to one of my favorite albums of all time. And that really hasn't changed. Yeah. I think I'm going to stay with this 90s thing we got going on here. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go one year later to 1997. And I'm going to go with one of the pioneers of new metal. From the album Around the Fur. I'm going to go with Deftones, My Own Summer, Shove It. Wow. That, I, I didn't see yeah, Dude, I didn't even think of the Deftones. That's a great pick. That is one of those ones that it's not 100 miles an hour. It's got a groove to it. But when that chorus hits, like if you're working out, that when he's screaming, shove it, shove, like it's just powerful. And it, and it just gets the, the hair on your arm standing up. I mean, I've seen the Deftones live. And when they broke that song out... That pit was absolute insanity. I was with two of my closest friends who are now married. And my buddy said, dude, we got a problem. My wife is literally at the time it was his girlfriend. She was levitating. She could not get her feet on the ground. There was such a crowd surge and a craziness going on in the pit that I had to take at the time all 315 pounds that I was and kind of turn back into an offensive lineman and dig our way out of that pit. So that way, because she was almost in a damn near panic. But Mm. that song to me is just insanity. It's so much fun. And it definitely keeps that at level 10. Yep. You got to keep it at a 10. I love it. It's going great right now. Back to you now. What are you going to follow that up with? All right. I'm going to throw a curveball now. We're going to shift gears a little bit. And uh, we're going to go with some hip hop. But I'm going with some Dirty South hip hop. Some Dirty South rap. 
And I'm going to go with Little John and the East Side Boys, what you go and do. And I think that is just uh, like a push them, shove them type of song. It's like you just go shoulders, you put your elbows up, you stop pushing people. But that's one of my I'm going through a brick wall when it's like, what you going to do? What you going to do? Like they were like the heavy metal of rap, I feel like, when they were going in it. Because he did a he does a song where he does the Raining Blood song with that. Yes, I've heard that. He does that. He does a he does a song over that too. So I gotta go with Little John. What you go and do with Little Scrappy? All right. Well, I already know what I'm gonna follow that up with immediately because you said something <laughs> and it just it struck a nerve with me in a good way because you said it's like the rock of hip hop, and I have a song that was done as a cover by one of the biggest names in new metal. It's actually two of the biggest names in new metal now that I think about it. And it was literally the band I just talked about. Chino from the Deftones joined Korn for the cover of this song. And now that I think about it, three, make that three <laughs> of the biggest names in new metal because Limp Bizkit also covered this song live in concert when I saw them. But they still didn't make it as heavy as Ice Cube did on 1992's The Predator. And I am going with Wicked. Mm. If Korn could not make it heavier than the original, you know the original is popping off. And this song to me, when this comes on and I'm running, I immediately start running to the point where I'm almost gasping for air because this song just hits and it's got that driving beat and it just doesn't stop. Yep. It's just so friggin' amazing. And following up Lil John and the East Side Boys, I feel like kind of going West Coast, keeping the hip-hop theme, but still keeping that rock tinge to it fits here so i'm gonna go with ice cubes wicked fantastic that's a great i haven't heard that song in a long time so i'm definitely gonna once this playlist gets curated i'm going i think i might skip to that one first i'm showing my age <laughs> a little bit i'm showing, i'm a little older than you are not by much but enough where to me this was like right in the beginning of high school for me so this kind of hit with football with everything else i used to pump weights to this song and it's still to this day hits yeah. me the same way it did i can't believe i'm saying this 31 years ago. Jesus. Yeah, that's always <laughs> tough to do, man. All right. I have to take one off you now. You said their name. They're New Metal from 1999. We got to go Limp Biscuit. I feel like they had to be on this with Break Stuff. I think that's an all-time yes. classic. Like a mother effing chainsaw. What? So, and if I, it, like he says, and if my day keeps going this way, I just might break your effing face tonight. Like when that drops, like you're, you're throwing haymakers to the sky. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that song will get you going. I don't care. Like you could say whatever you want about Limp Biscuit, but like when you hear that song, that song is not bad. That's a good jam. That song is awesome. I don't care what anybody says. People like to pick on Limp Biscuit the way they like to pick on Nickelback. They're an easy yep. target. But at the end of the day, if they did not have talented members in that band, they would not have been popular. And Wes Borland is a ridiculously creative guitarist. And to take a riff yep. that is literally two notes and make it iconic, because let's be honest, anybody hears, dum, dum, you know what song I'm talking about already. You could get yep. that in one second mm -hmm. on Hurdle. We all can because it's ingrained in our DNA. That song, Kicks Ass, was easily on my list. And I'll tell you right now, I watched the 
documentary for Woodstock 99. Mm. And I think it's safe to say it's fairly obvious that no matter what happened that weekend, things were not going to end well. But Limp Bizkit playing break stuff certainly did not make things any better. That just shows how visceral that song is. It just took things to a completely different level. It really did. It started a mass riot. (laughs) Right? And I mean, if a song could do that, it's obviously striking a nerve with somebody. So I'm going to stay in this new metal area with you, but I'm going to go to a band that's a little more highly regarded than Limp Bizkit. But again, just as talented. And I love this group. I'm so sad that their lead singer is no longer with us. And you go back and you listen to these lyrics and they hit so much harder now than they did originally. I saw this tour in 2000 at a place called the Birch Hill Nightclub, less than a thousand people. And a year later, I'm watching this band open for Metallica at Giant Stadium. And that band is Linkin Park. The album is Hybrid Theory and the track is one step closer. Mm. Yes, it's their biggest hit. Yes, it's their most popular song. But every time I hear it, the whole ending, the breakdown, the shut up when I'm talking to you, like it just takes it to a level and you are rocking when that part hits. Unbelievable. Absolutely love it. Linkin Park's One Step Closer. Absolutely love it. So I don't know how to count. How many songs have we done right now? We are at track nine already. So this is your last song for side A. Track nine, side A. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so nervous right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go back to rap real quick. And uh, this one was a late entry in my mind. And this song is like one of those ones you make that stinky poo face. Like you just give the, like when this beat hits, it's going to be Nas, nasty Nas made you look. When they're like, they shooting all made you look. That just gives you like, just like, you just mean mug the whole time in that song. And that song is like 2002 was, that was a jam. That is a great pick. Oh my God. That's hard though to follow up. Cause I got to close this side out. I know we did. We did a lot of, new, this side was new metal hip hop. I feel like it was a big one. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to have to stay kind of in new metal rap rock at least. But I'm going to add a punk flavor, and I'm actually going to go a little deeper. This is a cut that I don't know if everybody's going to know. And the beauty about making mixtapes is you're always allowed to slide that song in there that hopefully when you're making a mixtape that's a level 10, people get introduced to this song through listening to the entire tape. And I'm hoping I do that. This song has psyched me up for 20 years. It came out in 2003. The first time I saw this band play it live, I immediately, when their set was done, ran to the merch booth and bought it. And this song has been in my workout mix ever since. The band is Zebrahead. Okay. The album is 2003's MFZB. You can't control me. You can't control me. I'm going with Zebrahead's Falling Apart. Song hits like a ton of bricks, and it's, I think, a perfect way to close out this hip-hop and rock mix that we got going on side A here. I love it. I love it. I'm definitely going to peep that one. You, You sold me on it, sir. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Side A is completed. We kick things off with DMX's intro from It's Dark and Hell is Hot, Beastie Boys' Sabotage, 
Rage Against the Machines, Bulls on Parade, Deftones, My Own Summer, Shove It, Lil John and the East Side Boys, What You Gonna Do, Ice Cube's Wicked, Limp Biscuits Break Stuff, Linkin Park's One Step Closer, Nas's Made You Look, and Zebrahead's Fallen Apart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we're discussing in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. So, Tim, here we are, halfway mark. Do you think we're on the right track here? I couldn't wear sleeves today just because I knew my arms were going to be like, I got goosebumps already just doing these songs. I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in. I can't wait to listen to this playlist. All right. Well, before we flip it over and get to side B, I want to talk about 20, 10 minutes for a minute. You host the show. Why don't you tell the mixtapers a little bit about what you're doing over there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I host 20, 10 minutes. My name is Tim McCarthy. It's a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. I roughly do episodes 20 minutes every Tuesday. And on Thursdays, I do interviews. I've done interviews with the likes of Allison Stoner, Gigi Robinson, Dane Cook. I've had NFL players on, uh, WNBA player on, and just a slew of like psychologists, uh, recce masters, like anybody in the mental health field where we just openly talk about mental health. Uh, my tagline is break the stigma by cracking a smile because it's it's not a funny subject, but we got to try to break the stigma one way or another. And I think bringing people on the quote unquote joke is a lot easier than listening to like, say, a doctor talk to you with a bunch of big keywords and you have no idea what they're even talking about. Whereas I am a 37 year old guy just going through it and I'm just sharing my experiences and sharing uh, a good conversation about mental health in an easy way. Well, I love the show because I have struggled with anxiety for years. I've talked about it a couple of times on this show, kind of here and there, but it's not something that I am always comfortable talking about. So hearing you do it week in and week out is very refreshing to me. It's important to me because I feel like when you're talking about certain things, I can relate to those things and I don't necessarily have to be talking to somebody else about it. I feel like there's a community there when I'm listening to you talk about some of the things that I struggle with that everybody struggles with. You feel a sense of community. And I think it's an important thing what you're doing there. And I'm excited to listen each week. And I thank you for doing a show like that because that takes a lot of bravery and that takes a lot to try to break that stigma. So it's extremely impressive. And I think it's an important thing you're doing out there. Thank you so much, Brian. You're the man. I love you. Likewise, dude. Well, as someone who hosts a mental health podcast, I kind of wanted to talk about we're making this workout mix tonight. How important do you feel a good workout is when it comes to the mental health aspect of however each of us is handling that? Man, it's so cliche, but just like drinking water, being active, like helps your mental health tremendously and just doing those things. But like to have like audio steroids to get you through it, is out of control. Like music is so powerful. Like you can listen to something and make yourself cry. You can make yourself get amped up. You can make yourself angry. There's like, there's so many emotions and it, it triggers so many different emotions for you. So your mental health is going to be great if you're killing it. Like you're killing it, like in your daily life, like it always starts with yourself and you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. You're the most important person in your own life and you got to treat yourself pretty right. So if you're going to the gym, drinking water, getting sunlight, like you're unstoppable. So any song that you put on, like that's just your theme song for just messing up the world. There you go. I love it. And honestly, I post every now and then selfies when I'm out for a walk, listening to music yep. because people 
have said to me, do you just sit at your computer all day listening to songs and researching? And I'm like, if I did, I would crack because you're just kind of sitting and not moving. So for me, when I'm researching music and I use quote marks, I just create playlists on my phone and I go for a walk or a run and I listen to the songs and see, is this fitting with the vibe I'm going through? And what I do is I actually screenshot the songs I think are going to make my bank. Then I come home and write them all down. So what I actually did for tonight was I went for a two mile walk and I tested all the songs and said, which ones of these are getting me hyped up? Which ones of these are not hitting right now? So those are the songs I'm pulling from. I always ask this on my podcast with my guests and I ask them what their personal theme song is. What is your personal theme song? Ooh, that is so tough, man, because (laughs) I put you on the spot, brother. Yeah, no music for me means so much. And I have so many different songs that resonate with me. And the one that does the most Every it's my favorite song of all time. And every time I tell this to people, because they know I listen to metal and punk and hip hop and jazz and everything under the sun. When I tell them my favorite song on the planet is by Kermit the Frog, they look at me like I'm crazy. But my favorite song (laughs) of all times was written by Paul Williams, and it was the opening of the Muppet movie. It is the Rainbow Connection. It is the song that defines me. It is the song that I used to sit on my mom's lap and we would listen to the record when I was a kid. And then fast forward 25 years and we danced to it at my wedding. That song to me means everything. And from my childhood through being able to listen to it and relive it through my kids. But I mean, look, I I am literally the hair on my arm is straight up just talking about it. This song... Every time I hear it, I get a lump in my throat. I've never once tried to perform it because I know I wouldn't make it through. I'd be bawling my eyes out at the end of it. So that would be my theme song. And it's so different than anything I listened to. But it was one of the first songs that made a huge impact on me as a child. And it stuck with me through now. Love it. I absolutely love it. So now from Kermit the Frog, I am going to kick things off for side B. Fantastic. Hmm. I should probably go with the electric mayhems. Can you picture that here? But I won't. (laughs) I'm going to go with an album from 1992. And the first time I heard this album, I knew I was listening to a game changing band. And they had been around for a while before that. And this was the song that introduced me to this band. My buddy had it on one of his mixtapes. And as soon as I heard it, I needed to go out and find everything by this band i've been listening to them now for uh, another again 30 plus years but mm-hmm. man do they bring it and it's from 1992's vulgar display of power and the song kicks off the heaviest way you could kick off a side it's just phil ensemble screaming one two three four i'm going with pantera's effing hostile oh okay i absolutely love it Because you want to bring the manic energy, this song does it. So Pantera's effing hostile to kick off side B. Full on metal attack. I had Pantera as well on my list. I didn't know if I was going to use them, but I was going to go with Cowboys from Hell. Another great one. I mean, I could have went with pretty much anything. I'm broken, mouth of war, but... That opening where he goes, one, two, three. Like, I just, as soon as he gets to two, I'm like, I'm in, let's do this. Come on. I don't, I don't, you know, like, are we throwing couches across the street? Like, what are we doing? I got it. It just pumps me up. And 
I wanted to kick off a side with that one. I absolutely love it. All right. So mine that I'm going to say now was, was a contender for my first overall pick on the mixtape. So we're going to push it over to this side. And it's kind of unconventional. It is a song. It is a song. It's a theme song. And it's a very powerful theme song. I, I once listened to this when I was late for a train and it came on my iPod shuffle. And when I heard the song, I ran an extra 10 seconds off my time and I was the <laughs> fastest guy there. And it's by Jim Johnson. It's called Unstable. And it is the theme song to the WWF wrestler, The Ultimate Warrior. We got to go with The Ultimate Warrior's theme song to keep it going. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. <laughs> my favorite wrestling match of all time was SummerSlam. I want to say I am not good with sports knowledge. Yeah, same. I want to say 1990. Honky Tonk Man is defending his title, and it was a squash match. Ultimate Warrior ran yep. into the ring, and I think it was in like 20 seconds, just pummeled him. I was jumping off the couch as a kid. That yep. song is the first time we had a bingo on Playlist Wars in the wrestling themes episode with yep. Casey from the itch. We all picked it as the ninth track. I love that friggin' song, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to go a wrestling song and I knew right away that that was going to be one. I thought it was going to kick off with that, but I was like, no, we gotta, we gotta ease that one in. Definitely. Definitely. Now coming out of that. All right. I want to punk things up a little bit. Oh, Okay. And this is a song that every time I hear it, this band does a lot of different styles of punk throughout their career. So they do a little bit of the two-tone ska, a little bit of punk, a little heavier stuff. But on 1998's Life Won't Wait, I could see 360. I could see all around me. We're going with Rancid Blood Clot. Mm. Because it's got that energy. It's got that drive coming out of the Ultimate Warriors theme song that I think I'm continuing that and bringing a little bit of punk energy into this mix as well. And you just can't get better than Rancid. So Rancid's blood clot. I absolutely love it. I've Rancid, I've seen Rancid a couple of times. Uh, they always they always come to Boston. Boston has a really good punk scene and they always put on a great show. I love Rancid. That's a great pick. All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it hard. I'm going to keep it hard. I'm going to go 2002. I, a lot of mine are 90s, early 2000s. I think that's when I love music the most. Was the 90s, like 90s hip hop was a big thing for me in like early 2000s. I'm going to go with Hatebreed, I Will Ooh. Be Heard, because that one is great. And there's a great line to it is like, now is the time for me to rise to my feet, wipe your spit from my face, wipe these tears from my eyes. And I always loved that when he would say that, um, just because like Jamie Jasta just talking about like pretty much crying, but still like keep going. And I was going to go with Destroy Everything, but I think with break stuff, we're already at a point where we're breaking things and I don't want to destroy everything so i i went back a little bit and went i will be heard all right i actually know immediately what i'm gonna follow that up with <laughs> fantastic because i will be heard has a positive message in it and it gives you this feeling of yep. empowerment and the song that i'm gonna follow it up with goes just as hard and still brings that kind of positive feeling Lyrically, I feel like it's a song that, well, it's got the F-bomb all the way through it, but I don't care. 2005's Lost and Found, I'm going with Mudvayne, and the song is actually just called Determined. I have But if you list. listen to it, it's effing determined. The song just speaks to me. It 
pumps me up on a physical level as well as mentally because sometimes when you're doing this podcast grind, there's a lot of stress that goes along with it. I know it sounds like we just get on this show and have fun, and this is the best part of podcasting, what we're doing right now. This is fun. Everything else around it is a grind, and sometimes it knocks you down a little bit. So to be able to have these moments where it could kind of pump you back up and get you back in and get your hat back in the ring... This song, I, I listen to the lyrics, and these lyrics resonate with me. So, Mudvayne, effing determined for my track five. Dude, that was on my list, and I wrote down the lyrics I like for that. Never wanted any more than I what I deserve. Better bring it. I'm taking it all. F an inch, because I'm bringing a mile. I love, Dude, that song, it, that will get you going. That's Hell a great yeah. pick. Hats off to you, even though I have to keep my hat on. I absolutely <laughs> love that. So, my next pick is, is easier. So I saw this, there was this uh, rock club before the House of Blues was built in Boston called uh, the Avalon. There was the Avalon and Access. They were like very little nightclubs. And I won tickets for the local radio station. It was like WBCN's like Christmas rave. Oh no, it was like the uh, Halloween rave or whatever it was. And it was Hatebreed that opened. It was Mudvayne that opened up next. And the band I'm picking now was a pick that we heard earlier. I think it was from F and Cultured. I'm going with Slipknot Sick. And when they intro that, when they go, here comes the pain, and they just go, like, that's a jam. So to put that in order, especially that I saw those three bands live in that order, I had to go Slipknot Sick. Awesome. I love it. I love that song. I had Slipknot on my list, but I had All Out Life, which is another great one. I mean, you can't go wrong with Slipknot. They are... Yeah. They are carrying the torch for modern metal, and I love it. I love seeing the metal bands headlining theater, like stadiums and arenas. I love seeing that because everyone keeps saying metal and rock is dead. It's not dead. You just got to go out and know where to find it. And the fact that you saw them on yep. the way up, absolutely awesome. Crazy. It was like 2002. I know that's like right at the beginning. They were just, that was right before Iowa too. So that's like right at the, they were intense at that point. They still are, but they have over the years added a little bit more melody and a little bit more thematic elements to their albums, but they still bring the heavy, but it's definitely a little bit more nuanced in the later albums. They were more raw. Definitely. So I'm going to follow that up with a band that, When you think about Slipknot, you think it really can't get heavier than that. But I'm going to go with one band that I think is, even if it's just by a hair, like the thinnest of hair, heavier than Slipknot. And I'm going to go off of 2006's Sacrament, and I'm going to go with Lamb of God, Redneck. Ooh. This song is pure intensity. My wife is not a Lamb of God fan, but not for the music. We saw Lamb of God and Machine Head open up for Metallica. The two of us were in the upper level of Madison Square Garden, so high up that there was like a little bit of a overhang over our seats. And it was me at the end, my wife, and then there was some kids next to us. Lamb of God came out, and this kid put his arm up in the air with the rock horns, and he left it up for the entire set. And my wife kept turning to me, making this I'm going to throw up face. And I said to her, do you not like the band? And she just kept going, no. And she was like trying to signal. Apparently, this kid hadn't showered in days and did not know what deodorant was. And he was just waving 
armpit stench where she was about the height of his armpit for the entire <laughs> Lamb of God set. She said, so within 45 minutes, it became a Pavlov's dog's moment for her. Every time she hears Lamb of God, she smells that kid's armpit. And it's like a complete turnoff for her. And I love telling that story because it always makes my buddies and I crack up. But regardless, this song kicks so much ass. It's so heavy. It's so intense. And again, Lamb of God, where Megadeth opened for them last summer, that speaks volumes because Megadeth are one of the big four. And Lamb of God is carrying the torch right now. So might be a little heavier than the mixtapers are used to, but this type of workout playlist, you got to kind of be open to some new things. So hopefully I get some more people in the Lamb of God with this one. I like it. It's like your zebra head. Was that that what they called? Zebra head? Zebra head, yeah. Uh, I got to go deep a little (laughs) bit with my picks every now and then. But Redneck is Lamb of God's closing song. So even if you're not familiar with the band, I went with their most iconic song within the circle. The song that everybody immediately, when you hear the band name, you go to it. That is Redneck in the Lamb of God kingdom. And I still love the damn song. All right. I think we're coming to an end a little bit. So I think the title of the song is, is, is good because if you're working out to this, you're probably getting a little bit tired, not too tired, but you're, you're going to finish out the mixtape and we're going back to rap. And I feel like every gym has this song playing no matter what. I think if you open up a gym, they give you this MP3 for free. And this <laughs> rapper's favorite, this, this rapper's favorite rappers go, it's Reggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jada, Corrupt, Nas, and then me. That is Eminem till I collapse. Nice. When it's like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's, I, that, it, it's cliche. It's like every gym song, but if like, we're going to go with the classics, a couple of them, you got to go Eminem till I collapse. And it's perfect because it's coming down to the end of the wire. It's like, it's like, no, you got to keep on going. I absolutely love it. I actually saw Eminem open up for another band that was on this list we talked about tonight, Limp Biscuit. It was Papa Roach, yep. Eminem, and Limp Biscuit. And this was back on the Significant Other Tour. This was a massive, massive tour in an arena. And seeing Eminem, I literally said to my buddy, this guy's going to be headlining arenas in no time. And sure enough, not saying like I called it because Everybody could see it was as obvious as could be that Eminem was going to be a legend from the first album. It was just a matter of time. Yep. But coming out of that is tough because you went Lamb of God and Eminem. So it's kind of this pivoting thing. And this is my last pick of the night. So what I'm going to do, I'm in New York. You're up in Boston. I'm going to tip my hat to you and to Boston with my final pick of the night. And it's the perfect song for me to close out my part of this mixtape with. And it's a great song to work out to. I'm going to go off of 2011's Going Out in Style. I'm going with the Dropkick Murphys and the title track, Going Out in Style. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you, sir, for the, uh, <laughs> the, local, the local flavor. There you go. Yeah, I actually saw the Dropkick Murphys play uh, at the other one, and it was uh, it was like the Kings of Nothing, 
uh, what was that? Uh, the unseen and the dropkick Murphys. I saw them at the other place and that was like another small venue. So yeah, I got my butt kicked in that one as well. Um, so I got, I got, a, I got to see a lot of good shows at a lot of small venues. And that was one that I won't forget either. Yeah. Kings of nothing. One of my favorite bands of all time. That was one of the first times I got to see them. So they're shout great. Out to them. Love that kind of punk, man. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. The old like rockabilly type punk. Yeah, exactly. And I wish there was a lot more of that to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. So now you have the hardest part of this mixtape. You opened it on side A and now you're closing it at the end of side B. I always like to make it challenging for like you, you put me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot with this one. It's not easy. What are you closing off tonight's mixtape with? All right. All right. All right. This one. Okay. So with my first one, we had to start off a little bit slow. Okay. So this one, we got to kind of end a little bit slow with like a good cap off a little epic. So originally my pick was going to be uh, Tom Petty. I won't back down. I feel like that's a song that can really get you when you like, feel, that's a song that you feel in your, in your plums. Like that's when you go, this band I'm picking now was also was going to be my first pick overall, which the song was going to be, give me back my bullets. But for the last song, I think we have to go classic with the buildup and how epic it is at the end. It reminds me of the Devil's Rejects end when they're having the shootout. I got to go Leonard Skinner, Freebird. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, when it builds up, man, it's so good. I think for the last song, it kind of it kind of transcends from the first one, DMX, where it kind of builds up. So it's another one that like kind of builds you up and then like you're on that last leg of the treadmill and you're just bombing so when they sat like wailing on the guitar i know another cliche song but to end a playlist I, it's tough to have a song that just ends and i feel like freebird is such that song where it, it it's it is what it is it's freebird you get what you get out of it yeah dude and look as a musician unfortunately I've been subject to the play freebird so i every time i hear it it's yes, like the, yes. the the ptsd from gigs of 20 years of my buddies because they always yell it so every time they yell it we actually go into it we were mid-song once and there was a break in the song and my buddy yelled Freebird and I just moved my hand and we started strumming it and I said it for the next 27 (laughs) minutes this song is dedicated to that guy right there and we started playing (laughs) and we did the whole first verse and the chorus, and everyone's like, oh, crap, they're really going to play Freebird for 27 minutes. And then as soon as we're done with the first chorus, we stopped and went right back into the other song we were playing just to kind of mess with them. That's awesome. I love the song. It really is an epic way to close this thing out. We kicked off Side B with Pantera's and Hostile, Jim Johnson's Unstable, which is the ultimate Warriors theme, Rancid's Blood Clot, Hatebreed's I Will Be Heard, Mudvayne's Determined, Slipknot's Sick, Lamb of God's Redneck, Eminem's Till I Collapse, Dropkick Murphy's Going Out in Style, and Leonard Skinner's Freebird. And if there are songs that you've heard in this mix that you have not heard before, head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com. You can listen to them all through the embedded playlist on the episode page. Tim McCarthy, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about you and how to connect with you over at 2010 Minutes. Yeah, for sure. You can find me at 2010minutes.com. That's the numerical 20 followed by Tim Minutes, but that's only one M. It's a compound word that I made up. 
You can also find me on social media under the same thing, 2010 minutes with the two zero. You can also just type my name in Tim McCarthy, 2010 minutes. Even if you spell it wrong, it should correct and bring you to me. Um, but it's easy to say hi to me. Come follow me on social media. I'll talk to you. We'll be friends. You can even text me 781-523-9333. I'm always down to chat with people. Come say hi. Awesome. Well, dude, we have been chatting back and forth for a year and change over through our respective podcasts. I'm so glad we were finally able to do this. Thank you so much for joining me on my weekly mixtape. This has absolutely been a blast. Yeah, man, this has been awesome. I can't wait for this to be put together because I'm definitely using it as my workout tape now. Oh, dude, I'm I'm actually, while this file's rendering down, I'm going for a run, just thinking about them. <laughs> Remember, you could find My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon Mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.